I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. Ding! This is the mini episode where we talk about um, things that are in the news, things that we found interesting, um, and this week I actually have an update on last week's What's in the News. Go for it, Keegan. So last week we talked about the sheriff in Alabama who used that legal loophole to buy oh, that beach house yeah. for like $750,000 yeah. or something crazy. L.com, so Alabama.com, mm-hmm. they ran an update to this story where it says, Inside Etowah County Jail, nightmare conditions may have helped sheriff buy beach house. Oh. So this guy named Joseph Estrade, Estrade or Estrade, I don't know. Estrada, Eric Estrada. Estrada! Wait, isn't that, isn't that a fucking celebrity, Eric Estrada? Eric Estrada is, but I think his last name ends with an A. This guy's ends with an E. Okay, so but sure. it still, it probably still sounds the same. I'm yeah. sorry, continue. He spent three nights in the Etowah County Detention Center, but he's from New Orleans, and so he was just like in town uh, for a long weekend, and he okay. got detained for like marijuana charges. Oh. And I think... What we need to remember about this is that it's a county jail. It's not like it's a federal prison. Yeah. And he said that conditions inside this jail were basically it felt like it felt like prison conditions. Oh, like what? Like what? Um, he describes the county jail as a nightmare plagued by a host of problems, including poor food, unsanitary conditions, and severe overcrowding that made him feel like he was going insane within a few hours of booking. Oh my god. That jail is like a prison. It's not a common jail. You walk in and it's very surreal how intense it is inside. Estrade, who was held in the detention center after being arrested by the Etowah County Sheriff's Office on marijuana charges two weeks before his wedding... <laughs> Oh said God. in a Friday phone call. 
I know jail is not supposed to be Disneyland. I get that. It's a punishment place. Great. But people still need to be treated like human beings. Yeah. So this is exactly like what I said I thought was going on. Exactly. They're cutting corners and they're not taking care of it so that they can have more money at the end of the year to buy beach houses. Yeah, exactly. Great. Um, And I guess that they were actually, like, being investigated a while ago for their, like, lack of sanitary conditions and food conditions. So This just sounds like Orange is the New Black to me. Yeah. We need to do away with that law. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't understand why a law from the 1930s is still a thing anyway. Oh, really? Do you think... Isn't that crazy (laughs) that laws from a long time ago are still in effect today? That's... Yeah. Whenever, yeah, things change, times change, conditions change, you don't need to... Mm, I wonder... What else are we talking about lately where there's some laws that are, like, Mm. super old-fashioned? Maybe were created in, you know, 18th century. Yeah, right? Doesn't that sound really familiar to you? It's it's right at the tip of my tongue. Yeah, like, I just can't. It's right, but I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Gun laws. Keegan, what would I do without you? (laughs) God. Um, I'm not petty or anything. It's fine. (laughs) So we talked a lot about our experience at the L.A. March for Our Lives in our full length episode on Monday, but this, uh, we really wanted to touch on the March for Our Lives DC Uh that happened um, on the same day, and they estimated like 200,000, like a little over 200,000. It looked insane, the videos that I saw, Mm -hmm. like with how many people were there, it looked crazy. Yeah, Yeah, it looked amazing. So they said the peak crowd size was 202,796 people. Wow. With a margin of error of 15%, so it could have been larger or less than yeah. that. Yeah. Man, Naomi, I'm going to say her last name wrong, Wadler, Wadler, I loved her. The little 11-year-old oh, yeah. girl. Yeah, I watched her. Oh. I watched her this morning. Oh my god, that was yeah. gorgeous. Amazing. Yeah, and I haven't gotten to watch all of Emma Gonzalez's speech, but mm-hmm. the fact that it was the same amount of time as the time that they were in shooting at her school. It was just like, yeah. how impactful is that? It was really intense, too, because I I watched it You yesterday. watched it as it was happening, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was really intense because she gave her whole speech, and then, um, and she ended it by saying, well, not ended it, but yeah. she, she basically said, like, you know, um, Aaron Feiss will never, you know, call Kira his sunshine girl again. So-and-so will never do this. So-and-so yeah. will never do this. And then they will never, they will never, they will never. And then she stopped. And she stopped talking, and it was silence. She was yeah. looking at the, the crowd, and she didn't move, I think, probably for a solid minute and a half. Yeah. And then you heard her phone alarm go off, and then she said, I've been standing here for, you know, six minutes and 20 seconds. And that's how long the shooting happened at my school, and then she just walked off. It was oh, so good. Uh, well, <laughs> I was telling you a little bit earlier, and now I'm going to tell you guys how apparently people have been, well, I shouldn't say apparently, people have been photoshopping the one of the uh, photos and videos from her, their Teen Vogue shoot, where... Emma Gonzalez and some of the other teenage advocates were standing together, and then she rips, like, a gun target, Mm -hmm. like a piece of paper, 
And people are photoshopping it into the Constitution. So it looks like she's ripping so the So it looks like she's ripping the Constitution. And people are, are taking it as the real thing and oh just having such explosive reactions to it. How like, stupid are people? Honestly, in my opinion, it looks super fake. But it's, yeah, people are taking it seriously. And this one woman tweeted, like, if you don't like how things are in our country, then you can just leave. There are other countries out there that will fulfill your okay. desires and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. Here's the problem I have with that statement. It's so ignorant. Because it gets applied to literally everything. Everything. We love our country. Mm-hmm. I, I hate this idea that because you you oppose something that's happening in your country that you hate your country. Like, no. I love my country. I want my country to do better. I want it to be a better place. And leaving isn't going to isn't going to do change that. Anything. It's not going to change what's happening yeah. here. We want our country to be better. We don't want and to we're leave not, our country. And we're not being selfish. We're no. not doing this for selfish reasons. If it was for selfish reasons, then yeah, maybe I would leave. But the reason that we believe in this stuff so much is because we want to make it better for the other people in this country that we love. And if people always just left whenever there was something that they yeah. didn't like going on here, what would our country even be like? Our country was built on the back of protesting. Like, literally Definitely. built on the back of protesting. Yeah. You think they just hugged it out during the Revolutionary War? How do you? How the hell do you think that worked? Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, exactly. any rights that we have in this country were fought for. Yeah. Every single one of them. So... I, I, I just think that that is such an ignorant thing to say. Yeah. Well, and then did you see that Donald Trump was, like, tweeting, so glad to see so many, or no, it was his, like, representative, like, so glad to see so many of our citizens today practicing their First Amendment rights. And I'm just like, you're so well, stupid. He didn't write that, for sure. No, it was his, it was, I think it was, like, one of his fucking minions or something. I don't remember her name. Yeah. It's Kellyanne. Should you do that? I don't know. I thought I had it safe, but I don't. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I, it is great that everyone is exercising their First Amendment rights. I oh. don't believe that you believe that it you're was, excited about this. It was someone whose last name is Walters. We applaud the many courageous young Americans exercising their First Amendment rights today, Walters said. It is reportedly Trump's 135th day at a Trump property as president. Okay. Cool. Fun. Great. Yay! Great. Love it. Well, while we are on the subject of gun violence. If you guys are getting a sense that this is a different kind of episode, um, first of all, it's morning. Yeah. <laughs> we almost never, like, get together this early in the morning. I'm not drinking alcohol. And, and secondly, neither one of us are drinking alcohol. We are very adult right now. I feel like we're in a newscaster's office right now. Yeah, we're drinking coffee, and I'm drinking water out of a wine glass because it just didn't feel right not to be... Have something. Not to have something... feel like a little classy. I know. You know. Like, even when we've recorded, like, early afternoon before, I feel like we've done, like, mimosas. Yeah. And uh, not not today. Today no. it's just coffee. So, yeah. So you're welcome. You uh, are listeners. welcome for um, our sober asses yeah. right now. Uh, while we are on the subject of gun violence, um, I really wanted to touch on this in this episode because it's something that's very near and dear to me uh-huh. and has been very difficult for me this week, and that is the death of Stefan Clark. Okay. I wanted to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this week, actually, I think the day before my birthday, so March 19th, Stefan Clark was shot to death in his grandmother's backyard mm-hmm. by Sacramento police, and 
I've seen the video. I watched it. I would say I don't recommend watching it unless... I don't recommend watching it if you are very, very sensitive. It's it's a tough thing to watch. It's it's like watching Flando Castile almost. It's, it's really, really tough to watch. Yeah. Um, but it is so tragic because they didn't even give him a chance. Well, the thing that is upsetting to me is that I didn't even know about this until yesterday at the march and someone mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Well, like there was no outcry coverage for there's this not person. as there's not as much. I think people are very much like distracted by other things. I was yeah. aware of it, but just because of social justice Black Lives Matter friends on Facebook. So yeah, I see, see, I don't even check things. Facebook as much anymore. That's the thing. It's yeah. Like, so I was aware of it, and um, I did a lot of my own looking into it, and it's. This is one of those issues that is so hard for me personally because I remember whenever Ferguson was happening and I, and going to to marches about that and mm-hmm. um, when Philando Castile happened and then whenever his his murderer was let off and yeah. how really difficult it felt and having black brothers. Mm-hmm. It's really scary and really hard for me. Well, and then how moving was that poem yesterday then where she was talking about her brother being so big yet, you know, wannabe cop can't, you know, will still pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, it's very scary for me because my little brothers have been big and over six foot from the time they were 15 or 16. So they looked like full grown Men. Men. Yeah. When they were still children. Yeah. And so the potential for this to happen to them, I mean, it's 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 very possible. And, you know, Stefan Clark had children, yeah. small children, who, as somebody who lost her father at around the same age as his children, they won't remember him. No. Not really. And it's, it's going <sighs> to, it's really, really tragic and terrible. Yeah. And the fact that these police can come in and say that they were scared, and yeah. that's why they did what they did. It's ridiculous. And so just to give a little bit of backstory on this for our listeners who may not have known what happened is there were there was a guy breaking into cars mm-hmm. in this Sacramento neighborhood and they for some reason had a helicopter with infrared which seems overboard yeah that's for um for someone breaking carjacking cars. and they saw Stefan Clark he hopped over a fence into his grandmother's backyard uh-huh. and she later went on to say like yeah a lot of times our front door wouldn't be unlocked so they would come I, he was living with his grandmother and yeah. they would come and knock on the back door and she would let them in so he did that, and then the um, infrared helicopter told the police where he was, and yeah. was like, he's looking into another car. It was his own car in his driveway. <sighs> and they come around the corner, and immediately they go, show us your hands, show us your hands. They don't identify who they are yeah. at all. So he turns around and, and runs the other way. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Because you don't know who that is. They yeah. didn't identify themselves as police. Yeah. And they move around the corner, and then you just hear them say, He's got a gun, 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 gun. I'm talking, you're talking five seconds here. And they immediately start shooting. Immediately. And that's because he had a cell phone to his ear, right? Um, or I don't even know hand? if it was, it was in his hand. It was a white, like, iPhone in his hand. <sighs> and they shot him 20 times. What? 20? The, 20 times. The gun, like, each one of them shot 10 like, times excessive each. excessive enough? Really? Yeah. And then afterwards, <sighs> they say, they keep talking to him as if... 
as if he's he's gone like he's gone or if he's not gone he's unresponsive and they don't do anything for a full five minutes they don't deliver any chest compressions they get back there find his phone realize he doesn't have a gun on him they still handcuff him before they offer him any medical any medical care and then you can hear the police go back out into the um they when they go back out onto the street one of them says hey mute and they turn off their their mics on their body cams, and that's the last thing that you that you hear. But I don't buy this excuse that you are so afraid that you need to shoot somebody twenty times. No, you know, no. like, and, and if you get that leeway to be afraid, then he should get that leeway to be afraid because he's in his own fucking yard. Yeah, and to, for for that to happen with your grandmother inside is it's so tragic and so unacceptable. What a lack of respect. For human life. Absolutely. That you can brutally murder somebody. Yeah. As a person who is supposed to protect. Yeah. Even even the criminals, you are supposed to still protect them. You still have a responsibility. Even if he was breaking into those cars, that's not a death sentence. No. Sorry. No, it's not. And you shot him, and you fucked up. And then you wait five minutes. Mm-hmm. And do not do a goddamn mm-hmm. thing. Are you kidding me? Because they were afraid. Are you well, kidding me? What if he was what pretending? Are... You hear you hear the woman really? come in and say, Fucking really? After being shot 20 times, mm-hmm. he's pretending? Let's shoot you 20 times and see yeah. what happens. Really? And I don't even think they know how many times they discharged their weapon. Because, because they didn't. They were scared. They were like, well, ah! And well, you no. can hear them say, I think we shot him like four or five times. No. And the guns, like, and... I've heard the count, like, he actually was hit with bullets, like, four or five times, but you shot your weapon ten times each. Each. So, you know, like, what... The training... And you see somebody on the ground, what do you think... That's not moving. No, and you can... And as a police officer, if you've gone through proper training, once he is down, why don't you... There's two of you. There's two of you, and why don't you practice some of the things that you've learned in order to, you know, get him down, handcuff him, treat him like every other, right. you know, criminal. Yeah. Don't just, like... Leave what were they, there. like, standing there watching him be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, they called for backup, and they just stood there and waited for backup That's to arrive. That's absurd to me. There's I two of do you not with weapons. He's down on the ground. Uh-uh. Bare minimum, If even if you thought he was a threat, keep your weapons on him then and advance. You could have saved... I mean, it's possible you could have saved his life. You left yeah. him there for five minutes. Yeah. And then they and they realize he doesn't have a gun, and then they're like, oh, shit, we fucked up. They knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And then now they're, they're because, trying to cover their asses. Yeah, because initially, when the helicopter was looking at it, he said that they thought they had, that he had a crowbar, because that's who was... Bri- like, they thought they was... Bri- How does a <sighs> cell phone... Look, look like, like a, crowbar. a crowbar. Doesn't or it a doesn't. gun? Really? It Unless doesn't. you are aiming. Even if you were aiming, no, your phone. it's a cell phone. We live in 2018. You know what a cell phone yeah. looks like. This is the thing that I really hope we don't lose focus on during this gun violence mm-hmm. uh, era that we are in right now. That that there is st- there are still so many cops out there who are corrupt and should not be police officers, or just they haven't been trained well enough to. Like, know that you shouldn't... And they, but there needs to be better punishment because these Absolutely. people still believe that they can get away they're with it the, because well, there's nothing because they believe they are the law. They, they're on a, they're on paid leave right now. They haven't lost. They're still getting paid. That's ridiculous. Right that's now, absolute, like, that's yeah. the thing is you don't just go. Oh, it's okay. You'll do better next time. No, there needs to be real punishment because if there isn't, there's going to be people who are doing this forever. It's mm-hmm. never going to stop. Well, and it's going to attract people who want to do things like this yes. because they know they can get away with yes. it. Yes. 
You know what and I mean? And there are corrupt people Absolutely. who want to join the police force. There are a lot of a lot of people that I know who are kind of messed up who are like, I'm going to join the military. Of, and of you're course. like, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not good. And yeah, it's I tragic. just don't, I don't understand it. It, for me, that is another thing where it's like every time I hear it, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are yeah. you serious that I have to again, trudge again? all of these feelings up again and yeah. be pissed? I cannot even imagine what the black community feels like yeah. and the fear and the heartbreak. Because for me, just closing my eyes, listening to you tell that story and picturing that happen breaks my heart. And they have a picture of his grandmother. When they went to talk to her, she was like re like living what happened and and yeah. telling them what happened and there's a picture of her and it breaks my heart because she's looking out the window and she's screaming no and because that's your grandchild yeah. like he was 22 years old mm-hmm. he was 22 years old yeah he had a fiance he was a good father he had two young children yeah. and i shared a video of his of his fiance talking about it and it is so devastating to me because she doesn't know what to tell her kids and her kids are saying like when is daddy coming home yeah and he doesn't understand he's like a one-year-old and he doesn't understand and he so he said he said she keeps saying like you know daddy will always be with you he'll he'll be with you but they don't get that and he says dad i i feel daddy in my tummy because (gasps) he doesn't understand the like heart and so he just keeps saying like i feel i feel feel daddy's with me in my tummy i love that and it's so but it's so it's just so sad and and of preventable and avoidable and mm, unnecessary yeah to the police officers out there who are good thank you i appreciate appreciate you i hope that the good guys can help fight with us and i hope you hold your brothers responsible oh definitely that's what it is is like you guys have to hold each other responsible because and accountable because it's the bad ones who make you all look bad yep exactly you should want to hold we should we should be able to hold our law enforcement to a higher standard. Exactly, exactly. And we shouldn't be settling for this. this yeah, is ridiculous. and it's not a disrespect to to law enforcement. Uh-uh. It's saying that you know you guys need to be more responsible than the rest of us. Yeah, because you have more responsibility. That's it. I okay. agree. So I just wanted to talk about that because yeah. you know. Oh uh, well. What, where, how are we on time here? We have a little bit of time. Do you want to talk? Let's. About- I have a I have a lighthearted okay yeah let's do that thing it's not like super lighthearted it still actually has to do with gun violence but I guess Taylor Swift donated a bunch of money oh that's good which is great but my issues with that are that she's she's typically very like apolitical yes, and doesn't she is. really want to get involved and I get kind of I kind of just question her motives sometimes with things and her timing. I do too. Where I think that she really wants to help but it's like she's got a big tour coming up. Mm-hmm. She's kind of been dragged through the mud. She's very good at what she does but I feel like I can't help but wonder if maybe she's choosing this time to stand forward because it like looks we, good. It looks good. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about with the women's marches, it's there were lots of celebrities there. And that was a big like, you know, oh look, Kendall Jenner was mm-hmm. there and you know, Yara Shahidi and like all these people. It's a very safe way to yes. be political without without losing your base. And they, and I was reading comments where somebody was saying, like, if you are so worried about offending your, like, gun-loving white supremacist fans, then you're the problem. And I I was like, hell 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's the thing. It's like, it, to me, it seems like she doesn't want to offend anybody. And by her donating money, it's kind of like, it's showing that, you know, she is on our side, but also kind of, like you said, it's a very safe way of doing it. She's mm-hmm. not going to be out there with the people. She is kind of secluded in her own little Yeah, bubble. I mean, and I have this issue with Taylor Swift. I have a... I go back and forth on her a lot. I think yeah. she's really problematic in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and I think that that's a big part of it, is she does try to... She's smart. She's, as far as, like, marketing-wise, she's a marketing genius in a lot of ways, I think. But what goes along with that is she does try very hard to maintain as many followers as possible. And in order to do that, you can't do anything that's too on one side of the aisle or the other. You kind of have to maintain this. The most liberal-leaning thing that she's ever done is come out and said she's a feminist, honestly. Yeah. Well, and then now people are claiming her as, like, the feminist queen, which I'm like, No! No. Oh, God, no. This article says, And while March for Our Lives seems like the safest of all political hot-button issues to support, for Swift, who clearly also counts plenty of conversations among her fans, saying she's made a donation to support gun reform, I say in quotes, is as bold as she's ever been. I mean, that's also true. I mean, this is... Because you look back to the 2016 election, and she was... It was radio silence from her, really. She didn't support, and maybe she didn't support either candidate. I don't know, but she didn't. Well, there was a photo of her voting. So she was at So she voted for somebody. Yes. But she didn't, she was not vocal about who she was voting for. She wasn't vocal about really anything in in the political spectrum. And then another thing that she did that really upset me, or Okay, it's not what she did, it's what she didn't do. Yeah. Was when the alt-right kind of took her on as their, like, mm-hmm. ideal Aryan goddess and, like, made and lots didn't of... didn't say anything yeah, about it. Yeah, she didn't say anything. Like, they were making lots of memes about how she... They claimed her, basically. They yes. claimed her as one of their own because she's, like, this blonde hair, blue-eyed... Yes! You know? And we're, like, and we're like finding all these facts and, like... Yeah, and we're... She's one of us because her song lyric says... You know what I mean? They were, like, finding things And we're that sitting were... here, like, waiting for Taylor to be, like... Like, to denounce it. And then she never does. She never says anything. And it's, it's kind of so like, fucked up. um, Taylor? <laughs> like, Girl, are you okay? Like, they're basically calling you a Nazi. Do you maybe want to, like, <laughs> Um, so that was another, so, <laughs> she is interesting to me because I don't know what her political, I don't really know where she's she She's too worried about causing any waves and... Okay, but you you shouldn't worry about causing waves with Nazis, dude. That's true. No, I agree. And I'm not saying that in defense of her. I feel like that's probably what she's thinking where she's just like, well, I'm just not going to get involved. And I think she's had such a media circus around her that she's also probably like, I can't say anything. But then it's like, then don't do anything at all, in a way. I don't know. For me, where it's like, I'm going to donate this money. To me, when it's I like, hear that's of... That's literally the least The you least do. you can do. <laughs> like, she's one of the richest pop stars that ever. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. And she's known by everybody. You can't go anywhere and say Taylor Swift right. and no one's going to know who she is. Absolutely. So, to write a check and send it to somebody in the mail or whatever is really, like... Uh, cool, whatever. Great. Not- I mean, honestly, great. Like, it's better than nothing, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you could throw your support behind this in, in such a way that... Yeah. Um, and she probably feels that, you know, her time article and having, you know, gone to court for her own sexual harassment was... She's probably like, okay, that's enough. That's good. 
I did. I did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think she's very, very nice, having met her briefly. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, as I always say, nice is different than good. That's true. I mean, and as we have always said, people are flawed, and you yeah. know, people are at a, di- you know, yeah. And I, it doesn't mean she's not absolutely. It doesn't mean she's a bad none person. Of this ever means that? Well, okay, unless they really are bad people. They, oh right, we don't. She could be a Nazi. We don't fucking know <laughs> because she's never told us she's not. That's ba- <laughs> Okay, yes, exactly that. Again, <laughs> I just want to tell you right now, I'm not a Nazi. Oh my god, thank you so much. Okay, now you know. See, how hard was that? It's not hard. Me neither. Okay, okay, Great. good. Yeah, I already knew that, but I just wanted to make sure that you knew I mean, for sure. Like, I don't I want to say the words. There are probably some messed up black people out there who think they're Nazis. Internalized racism. Yeah, totally. you know. I, I did know a guy in high school who was mixed, because there weren't a lot of, like, full black people at my little town in uh, Missouri, uh-huh. but he was mixed, and he had the um, Confederate flag tattooed on his arm. And I was Fun. like, sir? Why? <laughs> well, you know, internalized hatred and I racism. wonder if he still has it, because he probably got it whenever we were, like, in high school. So I wonder if he ever got that covered up or not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Um. Well, I don't know. Are we... Towards the end of our I don't really have anything episode? else to add. Do well, you want to uh, close out our show with something fun? Yeah, this is really fun. Um, my friend, my friend Vanessa, who is a friend of the show, probably honestly... She's probably our biggest fan. Really. I mean, outside of family, like, yeah. she is definitely our biggest fan. Yeah. And her support has meant the world to me. It's Same. It's been so... Like she just, got so excited when she met me and made me feel like a celebrity. Yeah, she warms my heart so much because it's such a genuine love of the show and what we're doing, and mm-hmm. I am so honored to have her as a friend. Well, she sent me, or us, well, sorry, she sent us this box for my birthday, and it's called the Homegirl Box. It's rad. It is super, super rad, and I guess what they do is they put together, so the Homegirl Box kind of, like, puts together these boxes that uplift um, voices of women of color uh-huh. and kind of help you, like, educate you on women of color. So she sent us the Audrey Lord box. <gasps> so excited! <laughs> because you did Audrey Lord. I did! And um, when you open up the box... Like, there's a history card that says Audrey... Or herstory. Oh, herstory? It says herstory? Yeah. <laughs> um, that says Audrey Geraldine Lord, and it has, like, her whole, like, history on it. Yeah. Um, she's an Aquarius. I didn't know that. Mm. And then you open up the box, and there's all this cute little stuff in here. She sent us a little card. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to do a little, like, audio unboxing here of, like, everything that's in here. So they, it came with a a pin, and the pin... You're wearing it on the other I side. I am wearing it. I wore it to the March yesterday. It says, women are powerful and dangerous, Audrey Lord. Yeah, it's an Audrey Lord quote. And they tell you, I love this, they give you this little card uh-huh. that on the one side tells you everything that's in the box, uh-huh. and then on the other side tells you the creators <gasps> of the things that are in the box. That's so, so cool. The, so then now we can go and find them, and I can have my own pin. Yeah. Because Keegan was like, I called dibs Sorry, on the pin. Sorry, I called dibs on the pin. It's all good. But the pin is by Black Supply, So that, but it's B-L-V-C-K Supply. Black Supply is a brand that promotes black pride and empowerment. It gives everyone the opportunity to express their pride in their own unique way. So that's bomb. So bomb. Then what else is in here, which if you want this, I thought you might like this. Is that a... This is a a tote bag? (gasps) Yes. 
a tote bag with Audrey's Audrey! face I would on love it. that. Yes. And I think it says, I'm deliberate and, and afraid of nothing. I'm pretty sure that's what that mm-hmm. says. So I'm you gonna can open, open right that now. and like... Thank you, Keegan. Oh, I mean, thank Vanessa. She Thanks, sent Vanessa. Um, so the tote bag is by Acadia... Acadia? No, not Acadia. Acacia? Uh, yeah, Acacia Rodriguez. Rodriguez Designs. Acacia Rodriguez Designs. Acacia. Um, so Acacia is a multimedia artist. Her work features printed textiles for runway, visual displays, interactive installations, and graphic design for nonprofits. Ah. Acacia is the founder of the Audrey Lord Project New <gasps> Design Guild. Wow. Oh, and and this that? says, quote from New Year's Day in From a Land Where Other People Live, 1973. So this must have been... A quote from something particular that she this did. Bag oh, is it's so, so cute! We'll oh, have to take a picture of it. I was going to say, I need a photo to put yeah. on our Instagram yeah. of this for sure. So the tote bag is so cute. It's like a um, like an drawing of Audrey Lord. It says Audrey Lord, and then it does say, I'm deliberate and afraid of nothing, right? Yep. Yeah, amazing. So I love I'm that I'm obsessed bag. with it. And then um, next thing in here, we got Good Thoughts Tea. So this is like loose leaf tea. So rad. Um, Good Thoughts Tea Company is an all-natural tea company that centers the healing properties of herbs, helping to heal from the inside out, all while reawakening the conversation and experience of tea. Do you drink tea? I do drink a little bit of tea, but oh, usually good. not loose leaf. I don't usually do either. Because I don't have the the things needed to make it not I don't either, but great. I am Let's going hold on to, to it. I'm going to buy one, and then one day when we're recording, we can have tea together. Yeah, definitely. Nice? Let's do it. Okay. So next on the list is, let me see, sorry, hold on, Affirmations for Unicorns card, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is by Saltwater Training. Okay, so Saltwater Social Justice Training Coaching Art Design. Saltwater facilities, transformative social justice workshops, and creates healing art that embraces collective and personal liberation, embodying the vision that the antidote to many things is saltwater, sweat, tears, or the sea. Love it. So this is so cute. It's just this little card that has um, affirmations on it. You know, just to give a little example, it says, you are exactly where you need to be. You are brilliant. You are magical. You are whole. You are always becoming. You are loved on your journey. You are powerful. You are illumination. You are fierce. And it's just like a little card of That's so just cute. affirmations to, you know. What a great idea. Because you should always be nice to yourself. You should always, always, tell, always give yourself these yourself. affirmations. And what's the last thing in this box? The I'm last curious. thing is... Is it a journal? It is a journal. On the, it's got this really great um, illustration on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's just like three black women hugging each other, which is adorable. And then it says, When I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid. Audrey Lord, I love it. And it's Audrey, just a, girl, I love you. Just a blank. Um, That's fantastic. Do you want to maybe, journal? let's use that as like anything for the podcast. Our that notes we made, journal? Maybe. Yeah. And let me see, just because I want to, I think Make it's, sure there's nothing else. Yeah, and I want to, yeah, so the notebook is by Dor- Dorcas Creates, okay, 
So Dorcas Creates is a brand that aims to highlight the beauty and diversity of black womanhood and the importance of sisterhood and friendship among black women. That's so sweet. I love it. Um, so thank you so much to Vanessa. Yes. We love this box. And it's, thank you to Homegirl Box. Yes, My gosh. Thank what you. an amazing idea. I know. It's incredible. It's so cool. And they have other boxes. I know that they have a... Um, Right now, I think they kind of like rotate boxes. Uh-huh. So right now, I know they have an Audrey box and they have an Angela Davis box too. That would have been another really which great is one for also you. really That's cool. So cool. And they keep advertising for a Cardi box, so I wonder <gasps> if they're doing a Cardi B box. But it is super, super. I I literally squealed whenever I picked this up on the um, outside my door. So on the outside of your door. On the outside of my door, it was taped to the outside. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I I literally like just you know, was so excited whenever I got this. That's so, so amazing. It's I one of the it. coolest things I've ever received. Uh, so. Yeah, definitely. So amazing. Yeah. So thanks, Vanessa. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being our number one fan. Yeah, honestly. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think, you know, Keegan, I'm just going to encourage everyone to, to rage, rage on. on. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh my God, you knew it. Yeah. That's it's so good. You it's knew like we're on the say. same wavelength. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like we talk about this beforehand. No. 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 All right, later. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.